Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts set our spirits on fire for you, O God, for you are our rock and redeemer. Amen. When Jesus talks about prayer, he makes it seem quite easy. He said things like, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. He said, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. And he said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find, knock, and the door shall be opened to you. It sounds simple enough, ask, seek, knock, then God will answer and make things roll our way. But we know that's not how it ends up. There was a little boy who wanted a new bicycle for Christmas. So weeks before the holiday, he started praying for it every single night. But Christmas came and there was no bike. The boy's birthday was late January, so he continued to pray every single night for that bicycle, and much to his surprise, he did not get a bike for his birthday. So one night, the boy snuck out of his house, went down the street to his local church. He went inside, walked up to the statue of the Virgin Mary, took it off its pedestal, and stuffed it under his blanket at home. And the next morning, as the pastor was opening up the church, he found a note on the altar that said, Dear Jesus, give me that bike or you will never see your mother again. <laughs> Amen. I was not that boy. <laughs> we know about unanswered prayers. Not prayers for bikes, or good weather, or red socks. Real unanswered prayers. And this sanctuary has been full of them. Prayers for friends that are sick and do not get better. Prayers for marriages that do not heal. Prayers for nations that are still ravaged by war. Prayers for jobs that do not hire. Prayers for relief from a pandemic that just won't end. And prayers for answers that do not come. Show of hands, and I'm inviting you, you're in church, do not be shy. Who has prayed and felt like you haven't received the result expected? It's an impressive club. But I've got good news. We are in good company. The Bible is filled with disappointment and unmet expectations. Its people know the anguish of unanswered prayer. Moses prayed that he would get to enter the promised land after leading his people for 40 years, and yet he did not. King David fasted and prayed for seven days that his son, who was dying, would live, and yet he died. The prophet Jeremiah prayed that Jerusalem would not be destroyed, and yet the Babylonians wiped the city out. And Jesus, Jesus wept 
and he prayed that God would relieve him of the pain and the agony of death, and yet he was crucified. Unanswered prayer is not a new thing. It is not a modern phenomenon. And still, it stumps us. It hurts us. It leaves us wanting and despairing and angry and lost. Unanswered prayer creates a huge crisis of faith. It puts honest believers in a bind between whether God failed or we did. And most of us, believing it unfaithful to fault God, might blame ourselves instead. We must not have had enough faith, or we weren't good enough or we didn't have enough people praying alongside us, or we just didn't say the right words or pray in the right way. But none of that is true. The truth is our wondering about unanswered prayer is often a misunderstanding of what prayer actually is. Prayer is more than asking for things, of course. Prayer is praise. It's thanksgiving. It's conversation. Prayer is questioning. It's arguing. It's lamenting. Prayer is all of these things and more. But prayer is also, and perhaps fundamentally, about asking God for what we most need and desire and asking God shamelessly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking God for whatever it is we need, whether it's healing or peace or answers. Because asking affirms our fundamental dependence on God. We cannot do this alone. We are not enough. We need God. We depend on our God for mercy and goodness and hope. And when we ask God for something in prayer, we acknowledge both our need for God and God's ultimate goodness. But God is not a short order cook. Prayers, prayers which ask for something, are not guaranteed the result we hope for, not even guaranteed an answer. Ask, seek, Knock, Jesus said, but there is no promise we will get the exact outcome we ask for, no assurance that we will get everything we prayed for. Unanswered prayers are going to happen. So why pray? Why go through the exercise? Why waste the time? First, because Jesus did it. Jesus prayed, and he prayed regularly. Jesus didn't just pray as an example for us, but because he really, really needed to. He depended on it. He prayed before his baptism. He prayed before he fed the 5,000 and before the miracles. He prayed on the mountain and in the boat and in the garden. He prayed with grief at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Jesus prayed. So if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, felt the need to pray, then we should too. But perhaps even more so, 
We pray because God asks us to, and because it's good for us. When we pray, we acknowledge a desire to have God in our lives. And in reality, that means it's less about what we want and more about what God wants. Us, our attention, our honesty, and our deep desires. God wants us to be in conversation, not to give us everything we ask for, but to be with us, alongside us, in our struggle, in our dashed hopes, in our anguish, and even in our pain. Prayer is not a means of removing the unknown and unpredictable from our lives. Instead, prayer is a way of laying the unknown and unpredictable before our God. And God, in turn, promises to shoulder the anxiety and strife of the unknown alongside us. So yes, unanswered prayers are going to happen. And they are deeply frustrating and they are complicated. They lead to more questions than answers, more unease and doubt than ease and certainty. But one thing is certain. In our prayer, we are not alone. God prays with us. And for that, we say, Amen.